am that I am. God, we thank you for being our healer. We thank you for being our deliverer. We thank you for being our provider. We thank you for being our source. God, we just thank you for being everything to us because you are a good, good father. You are awesome. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. God, there is no other God like you. So God, we have to give you glory. We have to give you honor. God, we acknowledge you on today, God. We thank you for everything, God, you're doing, everything that you have already done, God. We thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, God. So God, as we go forward, God, in your word on today, God, Thank you that our hearts are open, God. And being that our hearts are open, we can be transformed. We can be changed. Our minds can be renewed on today according to your word. Because God is not about us. We have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of us. And for that, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And God, right now... In the name of Jesus, I speak over all correctional institutes all over this world. In Jesus' name, I speak over the inmates, God. In the name of Jesus, I speak, Father God, that their hearts are turned towards you. That their hearts are changed, God. Send those, God, into those prisons, God, to minister life, God, unto them, God. Not only to them, but to the officers, God. In the name of Jesus, God. God, I thank you, God, and I bind the hands of the enemy where he have blinded the minds of the inmates, the officers, God. In the name of Jesus, where they cannot see this glorious gospel. In Jesus' name, not only for them, but all over the world, all over the nation. Send your laborers, because the harvest is plentiful, but you say, and the laborers are few. God, so we thank you and we praise you right now. In Jesus' name, we give you glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to say that the labors are few. And it's not that we don't have them. It's because labors are not choosing to go out. Some people look at the title that they hold and they say, you know, I don't do that. But all of us are supposed to be soul winners. No matter where we are, our hearts are supposed to be open to the loss. Jesus came to save those that was lost. Those that are whole don't need a physician because they're not sick. We spend too much time ministering to one another. We should be ministering to the ones that don't know him. When we spend more time with him, we can minister to others. We see so many Christians gathering together talking about Jesus. But we need to quit gathering amongst ourselves and we need to go out. The harvest is plentiful. But the labors are few. If I keep talking to you about Jesus, then you should be talking to someone else about Jesus. You shouldn't be in another Christian house. It's good to talk about him coming together. But it's people that have not heard about him that need to hear. Because the Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. The harvest is plentiful. The harvest is ripe. We have to go out and we have to really decree and declare the good news concerning the kingdom of God because people are lost and don't even know it. And for what we're getting, we need to open up and let them know what we have. We need to let them know we have life and we have life more abundantly and we want to share that life with you. And that's when we start seeing the signs, the wonders, the miracles. Some of us want to go see them, but we're not being about them. God wants us to be about him. And as we about him and our hearts are open, y'all, there is nothing that we cannot accomplish. There's nothing that we cannot do for the kingdom. We are kingdom citizens and it's time for us to start acting like it. It's time for us to get our mind off of us. And we need to look to those that really need him for such a time as this. Because now COVID-19 is is calming down some. At least people think it is. They think it is because everybody's vaccinated. But let me tell y'all something. You can get all the vaccination you want. It is not going to solve where this world is coming to. 
Now I'm being honest with you. You can, you can lean on that vaccine, but when that wear off, you got to get pumped up again. We got to stay pumped up for Jesus, regardless of what man say, y'all. People getting mad right now and agitated because I have said that. You got to be pumped up for Jesus. Every time you turn around, it's something coming that they got to create something for. But when you know who you are in him, you're not waiting on nothing to be created because you are created in him. The Bible say in him you live, in him you move, in him you have your being. Now they put stuff on, you can't go here, you can't go there, not unless you have the vaccine. Because they're trying to make you take something that you might not want to take. Because they said we want to come back together. Come on by faith. Everything is by faith. The just shall live by faith. What if they had no vaccine? What if they had no medicine for nothing? What are you going to do? You ain't got number one choice to trust God. But God said, I want you to trust me even when they're offering all of this because you don't know what's in this. You got to trust me. Either way, you got to go to God and say, God, I'm coming to you because this is what they say I need to do. What do you want me to do? And you got to hear him and hear him well. Don't come contradicting my words because I hear that in my ear. I'm only telling you what the word of God says, and that's what we have to stand on in these evil days. Because the more man do, the more man have to add to what they're doing to make it work. But when he said it is finished, y'all, it was finished. He don't have to go back and do it again. Some Christians are sitting back waiting on something else to help them. When you know him, when you truly know him, you can live that life that he has created For us to live here on this earth, Jesus lived it through leprosy. He didn't, he's supposed to be around people with leprosy, y'all. You didn't supposed to touch people when they have leprosy. And if you were around them like COVID, you got to go shut yourself off before you can come back out. But Jesus knew I have authority over that. So no matter how much it come at me, it can't touch me because I know who I am. So that's what we're going to continue to talk about, who we are. Now that we're in Christ, when you know who you are, yes, something may shake you, but it ain't going to move you. It will shake you, but it's not going to move you because you know who you are now that you're in him, y'all. So that's why we have to know our identity, who we belong to for real. Ask your neighbor, who do you belong to for real? Say, come on now. Be honest. Who do you belong to? For real. You got to know who's first and foremost in your life. Because guess what? People around you, they will leave you. They can be walking beside you, Miss Mary, but still left you. Walking right there beside you, but could care less about you. Come on, we in this world right now. Even in marriages, you can have a husband or wife walking beside you and could care less about you. Could care less because they got their mind somewhere else on somebody else. You can have a boo walking right beside you and caring nothing about you. You can have children walking beside you and don't care nothing about you. They only care about what they can get from you. This is where we are today. But you can love them in spite of how they feel about you. Because you know who you are in him. That's what we're talking about. Let's go back. And I love this so much. We're going to keep adding to it. Go back to 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. Y'all, is mm-mm good. It's so, so good. And the more we get into it and the more the word get into you, the more you can live the life that God has for you. Amen. 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. I'm going to say hallelujah anyhow. We got to put them anyhows in there because it's a lot of anyhow. Second Kings chapter 4. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? 
tell me what has thou in the house? And she said, that handsmaid have not anything in the house save a pot of oil. You may be seated. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to continue to talk about who we are, our identity now that we're in Christ. When you know your identity and who you belong to, you will begin to know what you have now that you're in him. See, this woman here, she knew what she had. She knew who to go to based on what she needed. She knew to go to Elijah because she knew Elijah, he was a mouthpiece for God. He was a servant of God. So she knew to go to him and she had, she knew her rights to go to him. She knew that her husband was a God-fearing man. She knew. And how did she know? Because she lived with that man. Sometimes we say we fear God, but we treat others wrongly. When you fear God, you don't treat anybody any kind of way, y'all. When you honor God, when you reverence him, you don't treat anybody any kind of way. You treat them with the love of God. So she knew her husband was a God-fearing man because he had to come back in that house and show that he was a God-fearing man. I don't care how much we come into this house. I don't care how much you go to other people services and attend um stuff online or whatever you do people gonna know who you are by how you carry yourself they're gonna know who you are by how you act so if you're spending time with him they're gonna see jesus more than they see you if they're seeing more of you and not seeing more of him we need to go check our walk that means that we have missed something. Don't get upset sometime when you feel like, you know, Lord, I missed this or I missed that. Sometime God will show you how you're living by the flesh instead of living by the spirit. Instead of living by who you are now that you're in him. We are all human, y'all. And sometimes we make mistakes, but those mistakes should make us stronger in him and not in us. So we shouldn't act like we so holy that we don't miss it every now and then. Because all of us miss it every now and then. From the pulpit on out to you guys, we miss it somewhere in word, somewhere in deed, somewhere in our action. We miss it. We're only human. But when we do miss it, we want to bring it back in. We want to bring it back together. We want to humble ourselves and we want to go to the those areas where we missed it and say God forgive me for I'm sorry for what I said and for what I did and then you want to go to that person and you want to let that person know that that means that you're honoring God you're honoring the one that have saved you that have laid down his life for you you're showing his characteristics you're not showing your own see when we show our own characteristics we don't care if we hurt somebody's feelings we don't care if we talk about people. We don't care if we do this, that, or the other. But when we represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we're going in in love. We're coming out in love, even though we're feeling some type of way. So this woman here, she knew God and she knew her benefits. So she was going to Elijah because she knew he represented God. And she, when she came to Elijah, she told Elijah what she needed. That's what we should do. Now that we're in Christ, when things pop up in our lives, the first one we should go to is God. And the first thing that when we go to him, we should go to him knowing what belonged to us. When you know what belonged to you, when you go to God, you should know you already have it. Because you went to him saying, God, I know what's mine. I'm commanding what rightfully belonged to me. So that's what she was doing. She said, they're going to take my sons as bondsmen. That means that they had to be slaves. How many know that we're no longer slaves? We're free. But we're going out acting like slaves because we don't know who we are now that he, we're in him. How do we act like slaves? Because when man tell us to do something, we bow down to that instead of bowing down to God. Whom or what are you bowing down more to, God or man? This is why you see so much in the Bible when they were in a Babylonian nation. They wanted them to bow down to what they wanted them to do. But they knew who they were. Now that they were in God, look at Daniel. Daniel refused to pray to any other God. Soon as they made the decree, Daniel didn't just say, oh, I can't do that no more. I can't pray no more. He went and kneeled down and opened his windows towards Jerusalem. So when he did that, they knew, okay, Daniel is praying to another God besides you. 
See, this king, he wanted, um, he, he did like um, Daniel, but he had to carry out the decree that he had already signed. So Daniel, guess what? He had to go into the lion den. But guess what? Daniel knew, I'm not going into this lion den alone. He know that God is already going before me. Daniel went in there and went to sleep. How many of us will go to sleep when it feel like we're being torn apart by lions? May not be real lions, but it might be something somebody said and it's tearing you in pieces. How many of us can lay down when a husband have hurt you so bad with a marital affair? How many of us can lay down when your kids have hurt you so bad and you're wondering why? How many can lay down when your best friend, your only friend have hurt you so hard that you're feeling like you want to give up Daniel laid down because he said for God I live for God I'll die God is going to take care of me and that's what he did that's what God did because Daniel knew who he was in him he wasn't concerned about no lions the very ones that threw him into that pit was the very ones that died Daniel come out the pit and look what God did God turned the king's heart Towards Daniel. So this is why in these times, these evil days that we live, no matter who want to sign an executive, whatever, when we know what the word of God said, we look towards heaven and we begin to pray to God and say, God, this is what man want to do, but this is what your word says. So change their heart towards you. Come on, if all of us are praying the same thing, the angels of the Lord is going to take that word to whomever or to wherever it needs to be. And then they'll begin to change what they're beginning to do. God can use anybody, but it takes the word of God and you can't even use the word of God rightly when you don't know who you are. When you don't know the authority that you have now that you're in Christ. You have that authority because of him, not because of you. This is why when we go through, even when we feel like we can't make it another father. We have to remember who we are in him. You know, the Bible says when I'm weak, I'm strong in him. When I'm sick, I'm going to say I'm well. Not that I'm denying that I'm not sick, but I'm going to say I'm well because in him, I'm already healed. In him, I'm already strong. So it don't come from me. It comes from him. So see, the enemy don't want you to know who you are. In him. That's why he went into that garden. He used the serpent. Everything that God created, y'all, was good. It was very good. He used the serpent and Eve began to talk to the serpent because she felt like he's good. Ooh, why would you think that, Eve? I don't like him. But he's good. So she began to have conversation with the serpent and he began to tell her, have God really said? So Eve fell for that deception. Why? Because he wanted her to come out of her place. He didn't want her to know who she really was now that she was in him. And understand, if he get one, he can get two because he can use that one to get somebody else. So that's why in marriage, you want to make sure that you're equally yoked. Because if you have someone that's on Satan's side and you on God's side, you're going to have a battle all the time. So this is what, but both of them, they knew God. Both of them walked with God in the cool of the day. They talked with God. So neither one of them had an excuse. So we see what happened. Sin came into the world because Satan put her eyes on something God told her or told them they could not have. What have God told you that you could not have? But the enemy kept coming in, coming in and showing it to you. That's what the world does. The world show you the things that it has to offer and it makes it look so good. But then after you take a bite of what the world has, you find out that wasn't good for me. And then you got to go right back to God and say, God, help me. And God said, I'll never leave you, nor shall I forsake you, even in your wrong. God said, I'll be there for you. So shame came in. Fear came in. Guilt came in. Condemnation came in. Through all of that that came in, God asked them. He said, where are you? He knew where they were. God asked them, who told you you were naked? So God knew that they had stepped out of life into death. But even in the midst of them being into death, God ended up killing an animal. He ended up covering them because they tried to cover themselves, but it wasn't enough. 
for them to do it on their own. God say you in the self-righteousness. I want you to trust my righteousness. So God covered them. But guess what? They had to allow God to cover them. And this is why God said they cannot stay in this garden any longer. Because if they stay in this garden, they're going to eat from the tree of life and they're going to live in a sinful state and they're going to live forever. I can't have that. So you know what? He took them out of the garden. But this is what God is saying to me even right now. God said, when I covered them, they accepted my righteousness, even though they were out of paradise. They still accepted my way. Understand that when they had children, they were still teaching them God's way. They knew what the right way was. So they had a choice. They had a choice to live the right way or the wrong way. Look at the generations that came through them living the right way. Look at how Cain killed his brother Abel. But God then came in and bought a new generation through Eve. And that was the Seth generation. They was living for what? Righteousness. And even though they were living for righteousness, they were still in a dying world. And even in that dying world, guess what? They seen these pretty women. You know what we do? And we hook up with them. And that's what not they're supposed to have done. But what I'm saying is when you know who you are in him, no matter what comes your way, it's going to come. Don't think it's not going to come your way. When you know who you are in him, you're going to stand up more for him than you're going to stand up for what you see and that's in your way. This is what this woman was doing. When it came to her husband, she knew that because I was connected to my husband, because he was a God-fearing man, he made me a God-fearing woman. And I know what my benefits are. That's why you have to remind your soul. So forget not none of your benefits. When things happen in our lives, y'all, y'all know. When, when you get sick, you, you remember I have this card. When, when you need to charge something, you remember you have that card. If that card don't work, I got a little bit left on that card. And you put all those cards together, maybe you can get an outfit. But you still have to do all of these things to get what you want. But in him, everything has been paid for. And you can use it over and over and over again. And it never runs out for you. That's where the enemy does not want us. He does not want us to know what we have in God because he know the moment we know what we have in God we ain't got time to be messing with him so the more time you spend in the word the more time you get connected with him you can begin to walk like him you can begin to talk like him and let me give you this nugget and you're going to be hated like him people are not going to like you because you're showing his characteristics you're showing his way of doing things so the enemy said I got to bring you down I'm going to bring you down either with your husband or your wife or your children i'm gonna bring you down with your dad your mom your sisters your brothers i'm gonna use that that you love to bring you down and it may even be your animals jennifer he'll bring you down with your animals they'll start cutting the food like they never cut the food before they'll start coming in there jumping all over you jennifer but the enemy say i'm gonna bring you down i'm gonna bring something out of your mouth that just ain't right because he wants you to come out of that position But when you know that you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit, when you are sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption, that identifies who you are now that you're in him. That identifies you being connected with him. We are joined unto the Lord. We are one spirit with him. And that say, as he is in this world, so are we. So that means everything that Jesus have, it belongs to us. We don't have to try to get it. We are an heir of God. We are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. So I don't have to be a beggar. The only thing I have to do is grab everything that God has supplied for me. And when you know what that supply is, that's just like... If my husband told me I left a thousand dollars on the dresser for you, just go shopping today. And I get up and the thousand dollars is there, but then I'm afraid to take it because I'm saying, well, I don't know if I should take this because I don't know what need to be done or how it need to be done. So maybe he didn't mean for me to spend that. So I'm leaving the money there, but it belongs to me. It's already mine. My name is on it. So the moment that I realized that, wait a minute, hold it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Women, it don't take you that long to grab that money, even if the light bill is due. 
If your husband told you that thousand dollars, what? You will grab it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So when God tell us healing belongs to us, do you grab it that quick? When God tell us that prosperity belongs to us, do we grab it that quick? We grab from others quicker than we grab for God because we don't know what we have. We take from the world quicker than we take for God. Why? Because we have a fear. You know what the problem is? We watch what everybody else do and we think that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to set the example. Daniel set the example. Daniel did not quit praying to his God because others was praying to another God. He said, I'll die because he knew whether I'm here or whether I go with God, I'm going to live because I have eternal life. And eternal life means knowing God and Jesus Christ. That's what eternal life is. You don't wait to get eternal life when you get to heaven. You have eternal life in the here and the now. So when you know these things, you're not bothered by death. You're not bothered about leaving all of this behind. Y'all remember the lady that um, committed so many murders, murders and she had to go to prison. This woman was tore up from the flow up. She was so tore up, but when she got into prison and she got to know God, she was glad to die. She couldn't wait to die, but guess what happened? She met a man that was coming to see her, and he fell in love with her. So that at that moment, she got her eyes off of God, and she put her eyes on that man. And they were working so closely together to get her out of there that she was losing connection with God. So when she found out that she could not get out of there, she began to reconnect with God. So when it was time for her to be executed, she ran to the table. She was smiling to die. Who Did anybody today want to smile to die? You know why? Because we're not ready to leave this world. We have gotten so in tone with this world and what we have. That if God told us we were going to die tonight, we'd say, God, not yet. Not because we ain't completed his work, but because we ain't completed ours. We feel like, what are they going to do without me? They're just going to miss you. That's all. Because we think that we carried everything. See, that's pride. But when our dependency is on God, see, God sets up everything. The here and the now. He know all about us. He know our coming in. He know our going out. And when we stick with him, just like the people in the Bible, I don't know why we get it so twisted, y'all. I believe we get it twisted because we want the word to say what we're feeling. It ain't about no feeling. Because let me tell you something. You are born again in your spirit. So you got to live life out of your spirit, out of the real you. You'll never know the real you until you connect with the spiritual mirror, which is the word of God. When you connect with the spiritual mirror, which is the word of God, by not being conformed to this world, shaped into the mold of this world, but being ye transformed, changed by the renewing of your mind, that's when you can accept and prove and know the acceptable will of God. That's when your soul begin to connect with your spirit and it begin to flow through your body. But the reason why you are going on feeling is because you're soul connected. You go on how somebody treats you, you in the soulish realm. God said, I don't want you in the soulish realm. I want you to go into the spirit. I want the spirit to, uh, the soul to connect with the spirit so it can flow through your body so they can see me and not see you. See, we know we're three part being spirit, soul, and body. The spirit you can't see. The soul, yes, you can't see the soul, but you can feel. By your he motions and she motions. When somebody says something wrongly to you, you can feel it and it affects your body. You can feel it in your body because when somebody touches you, you can say, who touched me? See, that's, that's dealing with your five senses. So your five senses is dealing with your body. But then your soul is dealing with he motions and she motions based on how somebody is treating you or based on the news that you heard. So even though you can't see your soul, you can feel it. But your spirit is based on faith. 
Your spirit is based on what you believe coming from the word of God. And the only way you can believe it is renewing your mind through your soul. So it connects with your spirit. It flows through your body and you live in a life in the spirit and not in the flesh. We got to catch on. Because every time if you're going on how you feel, that ain't God. Even if what happened, y'all, with Thomas, they saw Jesus. The other disciples saw him. Thomas didn't see him. He said, unless I see the way they pricked him in the side, unless I see the nail prints, he said, I'm not going to believe. So when Jesus came in, Jesus told Thomas, look at the nail prints. Look at how I was, you know, pierced in my side. When Thomas see this, he said, Lord, he believed because he saw. But Jesus said, blessed is those that have not seen Thomas, but yet still believe. So God don't want us to go on seeing in the natural. He want us to go on what we don't see. Now faith is the substance of things. What? Hope for. It's the assurance, the title deed of things hoped for. And it's the proof, the evidence of things not yet seen. So I can say, God, I don't have to see it to know that's who you are. Or that's what your word says. I don't have to feel it to know that I'm healed. You said I'm healed, so I'm healed. Even though the body want to act jacked up, I'm still healed. That's how you connect to your spirit, not connecting to your feelings. You ain't waiting on something to happen. You know it's already happened. This is when we go back to the same woman. He said, what do you have in your house? You got to know what you got. You got to know your benefits. The only thing she thought she had was a pot of oil. That's all she needed. Because the oil represent the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit, y'all. And the Holy Spirit, he's there to do a work and we have to allow him to do that work. He'll lead us. He'll guide us into all truth. He will reveal unto us. He will give us everything that we need when we call on the Holy Spirit. But every day in order for us to stay full of the Holy Spirit, we have to go into the word of God. The more you go into the word of God, the more full of you are and you can keep pouring out. Remember Elijah said, I want you to go ask for vessels. And I want you to shut the door and I want you to pour into these vessels. And she kept pouring and pouring until it run out. That's why you have to be in the word of God on a daily basis. You can't just go in there and just hit and miss. We want rivers of living water flowing out, going in every direction. No matter who you meet, you're so full of the word that you have an answer for God for that person. Because you know who you are. You know where God have bought you from. So you can begin to share that with others. This is why the word of God said that the communication, the sharing of your faith may become effectual by knowledge and every good thing that's in you in Christ. If you don't know what's in you, your faith cannot be effective. You cannot share what you believe because you don't know what you believe. So the more you connect with the real you, the more miracles will come. The more you can walk in the midst of something and it don't touch you because you know who you are. But if you listening to man all the time, guess what? You being deluded. Y'all know how you can dilute something. Let me say this. I drink green tea every morning. So and normally it has some kind of um, sometime it have the passion fruit in it mixed with green tea or it have different flavors mixed with it. So I got used to stuff mixed with it because I don't know if y'all know with green tea, the longer you leave it in there, the stronger it gets, right? So I said, "Mm, I'm just going to drink plain green uh, tea this morning. So I fixed my tea and I'm in my word. I'm talking to Jesus. Took a sip of that tea. I said, what is this? The Holy Spirit said, you let it sit too long. When you let the word marinate. When you let it sit there and you chewing on it and chewing on it and chewing on it, the stronger it gets. And more the, I don't even have to tell my body to move when I'm in the word. Don't have to. Because it's going to move. When I get deep into that word and the word get deep into me, you don't have to tell me, Sister Devil, to raise my hand. I'm, woo! The word done got hold of me. See, this is the problem. This is the problem with the church. The word ain't got hold of you. 
the life of God ain't got hold of you because see if Judah is singing and they may miss a beat or they may miss a word and you like those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth so if I'm worshiping him in the spirit no matter what you do I'm still doing what I do for the Lord God is a spirit we connect with him in the spirit not in the flesh The Bible says that the spirit quickens. That means the spirit brings life. Did you catch the other part? The flesh profit you nothing. That means if you're doing stuff in the flesh, it ain't helping you spiritually because it's profiting you nothing. Your life comes through the spirit, not through the flesh. And then he said the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life when these words are spoken I don't know about y'all well me even speaking the word to you today is some moving going on see the word moves you the word oh all on the inside you can feel a bubbling you can feel a joy you can go home and say I want some more of that See, you know a good teacher. You know somebody that's really teaching because you can't wait till you get home and open it up. The more I get into the word, y'all, I don't want in and everything. And it upsets me when somebody try to give me in and everything. I don't want no leftovers. I don't want something that you conjured up yourself in the flesh. My spirit don't accept that. I become grieved. Because I know that ain't God. I know you didn't stay up all night for that. You know the difference. You know when somebody's just reading scripture. And you know when somebody's dug, dive deep into the word of God. You know that they allowed that word to take them somewhere and they're taking you with them. You're not just picking and choosing you allowing where you been to come out of you. And you don't have to all the time write it down. Because the Holy Spirit, he will bring it back to your remembrance. Whatever you full of, the Holy Spirit's going to say, all right, now here it is. And y'all, as I'm doing this, you know how I'm doing this right here? It's a big ball of fire. And that big ball of fire is in a ball and it shoots out and then it spreads out. That's what God does because he said, I want everybody to be touched by my word. I want everybody to be touched by this word because it's life coming from the word. So that's why she had to shut herself off. She had to bring her sons in there because God wanted to show those sons, I'm God. He wanted to show those sons a miracle. Guess why? So they can go out and talk about it. So they can go out and tell people. I remember when I was going to get sold as a slave. And my mother, she went to the prophet Elijah. And Elijah told her what to do. And we went in the house and shut the door. And he told us to get vessels. And we got the vessels. And she poured and she poured. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And we got to live off the rest. And here we are today. We're not a slave to nobody because we obeyed the word. Whom you yield your members to? That's home you're going to serve. That's home you're going to obey. So God is saying we have to know whom we are. Who, who we belong to. When you know you belong to a God that's never defeated. That's never lost a battle. And you in sync with him, you can be at peace. See, this is why when we're in him, God has given us his fruit. It's his fruit of the spirit. Get, get what it says fruit of the spirit not of the flesh because the flesh bring forth some fruit and it don't look good that's why you better know the fruit of the spirit see the fruit that God give you people begin to enjoy that fruit they begin to eat from that fruit and they begin to talk about oh she's so long suffering even through all this she's so patient she's so kind she's so faithful oh they can talk about it why because it's the fruit that's coming out of you you shall know them by the fruit and anything that you do and you do it according to him you ain't looking for no return if I do something for you I shouldn't expect you to do nothing for me I shouldn't look for no return 
Because I'm doing it from the heart. Some people figure, well, I did it for them. They should do it for me. It don't work like that. When you're walking according to him, you do things his way, not your way. It's not about you no more. It's all about him. You're living for him. You're not living for you no more. So God want us to present him and not present us. I was talking to Kim about being frustrated. Have anybody ever been, as Sister Nee say, frustrated? I just love that. I got to get me a shirt with that. Frustrated. She put the flust in there. Flush. Because everything flushes out. When you get frustrated, when you get overwhelmed, everything is shooting from the hip. Some things that you thought you got rid of, it just began to come from everywhere. But the good thing about that, remember what the enemy means for harm, God will turn it around and make it for your good if you recognize. You got to recognize that's not God. That's me getting into myself. So I can say for me, when I get frustrated, my husband knows it. We had a long weekend, folk. And I know some of y'all had a long weekend too. But to God be all the glory. And in that process, um, my mind is everywhere. I'm trying to help my daughter get situated for graduation. I'm trying to pack to make sure she get moved. I'm trying to make sure we're there on time for the graduation. I'm trying to make sure my, my sister and my brother get the direction. Everything was just everywhere. So I'm, I'm in thinking mode. So when my husband asked me a question, he could tell I was frustrated. So I looked at him and I said, hold it. Forgive me. That wasn't right. I'm I'm just overwhelmed. So I had to pull back and I had to get before the father. But see, I had to say, forgive me. See, some of us get so frustrated, we don't ask for that. We just keep being frustrated and treating people any kind of way. But when you recognize what's going on around you, you kill it. You kill it dead. So after everything was over with, y'all, this is so funny because she had to be out of her dorm. And we're still talking about being in him. She had to be out of her dorm. She had already packed up some things. A matter of fact, we went up there the weekend before to to uh for her to take pictures and then we had to pack up some stuff in her dorm so we did that little bit so she had more stuff that had to be packed up and I told her I said Ari don't bother that stuff this is your graduation we'll take care of it don't bother it just don't bother it but she's just like a mama she's gonna bother it so we sitting there all of us and you know and let me tell y'all you get out the car you got to walk eight minutes to get to the stadium eight whole minutes You know who you are. So here we are walking eight whole minutes. And thank God for talking to my sister. Me and my sister talking so much. We didn't even realize it was an eight-minute walk, Ari. We were already up them hills. Y'all, you go up some hills. It looked like sidewalks, but you going up some hills. So we got there to the stadium and everything. And then after everything was over, we we went and ate. And after we ate, it was 9 p.m. that night. So mind you not me, my husband left at 11.30 that morning. We got to... The dorm, and in my mind, I'm saying, I can bust a move on this apartment tonight. I cleared out the night. But Ari said, Mom, I'm just tired. And I said, okay, no problem. But I'm talking to Jesus because I knew. All of a sudden, Ari said, Mama, I got a birth. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. So we took stuff out that night. And that night, her and my husband went. I forgot where they went. There was so much going on, but they went out to do some stuff. I said, y'all go do this, and I'll stay here and get the apartment together. Y'all, by the time they come back, I had just had everything. All, all everywhere. Going everywhere. And guess what the Lord told me? As I sat there that night, I'm going back to being in him. I said, Father, I'm tired. But he brought it back to me. Your strength ain't in you. It's in me. So I said, I can do all things. Through Christ, which strengthens me. I need your help tonight because I can do nothing by myself. 
Y'all, I'm telling you, we got it that together that night. We went to bed about 3.30 that morning. We had to get back up and make sure her dorm again was swept clean before she got out. So we had to go back to the dorm, clean that out, go back to the apartment. But with the help of the Lord, we got it done. What am I saying? When you leave him out, you can't, that's flesh. But when you include him and in what you're doing, and saying, Father, I need your help. I need for you to show me what to do. And then another thing, when you're trying to hook up equipment, Pastor was helping me trying to hook up her spectrum because I knew she needed to study for her nursing exam. And I'm sitting up here saying, Apostle, Apostle, help me. I'm hooking stuff all up, all kind of way. Pastor said, let me see it. I said, here. <laughs> so finally we got that part done. Then her computer wouldn't work. She need the computer, y'all. She need the computer. So I sat there that day, and I'm just sitting there, and I said, Lord, this thing's supposed to work. What in the world is wrong with it? And Apostle said, you know, Spectrum is open 24-7. Uh-huh, it sure is. What's that number? Called the lady. It was less than five, ten minutes. She was up. See, I could have let pride say, oh, you ain't going to whoop me. I'm going to get this. But Apostle said, Spectrum is open. <laughs> Okay, I heard it. I heard it in my ear two times. Okay, what's that number? What am I saying? When we live the life that we need to live in him, we wouldn't have to be so frustrated. Y'all, we wouldn't even have to have these things coming at us, our bodies, our minds. When we can stop and say, God, I can't. God say, but I can and the funny part is when me and Aria got home and I had my little granddaughter over there, Jada, and she was showing us how to do cotwheels. Y'all, this is funny. The first thing she say, say I said, I know you're talking to me, God. She said, Mima, this is what you do. You breathe first. You breathe and then you take a deep breath in, Mima. Let it out. And then you do the cotwheel. I said, no, you did through a little child. And every time she done it, she said, me, my breathe, breathe, let it out. Now do the cartwheel. So I was in the kitchen. I was telling Ari to come on so we can go outside and walk with Jada. She said, give me your hand, me, ma. I said, okay, Jada. She said, me, ma, take a deep breath. I said, okay, Jada. I took my deep breath. I let it out. I said, ooh, that felt good, Jada. Now, come on, me, mom. God will use children to show you he's God. If we pay attention, we can get through anything with the help of the Lord through the word. Until we really find out who we are, I want y'all to remember this. We're going to have a bunch of chaos in the church. Because you got some people knowing who they are. You got some people living out the flesh. And the flesh want to win. The flesh don't want to humble itself. The flesh want to do what the flesh want to do. The flesh want to tell you what to do. But if you have people walking in the spirit, what would take 10 hours would take one hour. This is why we have so many problems in the house of God when it comes to coming together. People think about themselves more than they think about what the word has to say. When you be word-minded, you can get everything done that needs to be done, and you won't miss a beat. But when you worry about what you have to do, you're going to miss a lot of things. It is time for us to be who we are in the spirit. And we're going to keep doing this over and over again. And those that want to grasp, you can grasp. Those are the ones that God going to use. But the ones that want to be slowful, want to be lazy, and just want to be a part, just to say I've been a part, that ain't happening no more. God want the real ones to rise up for his kingdom. 
And we're going to know the ones that's really rising up because you're going to be in that word and there's going to be a difference and there's going to be a change. There's going to be some obedience. We don't have time, y'all, to deal with lazy saints. We want the ones that are trusting God for everything that they have. We want the ones that join in with what God is doing without being asked. That's what we want. Because every joint supplies. And the more you get in him and in this word, the smoother things become. So let's get to know who we are now that we are in him. And y'all, it get better and better and better. And it helps us to deny ourselves and looking more to him than we're looking to ourselves. Amen. God is such a, such a good God. And I want to say that um saturday a quantum had the uh, giveaway day and i know they're going to tell y'all about it but i know that um god carried them through that because getting up that early setting up it was at nine right quana so i know they had to be there early i think seven to set up now you think about who gives up their day for that who would give up sleep for that when you're in him and you you loving on him, you setting yourself aside. And you giving up what you need to give up to carry out what God wants to have carried out. Amen. So I thank God. I thank God for those that's rising up in him and say, God, it's not about me. It's all about you and what you're doing in me and through me. So let's walk according to our new identity, and that's who you are in the spirit, and you will never know who you are in the spirit until you get into the word and connect with the word. I get so tired of people going by titles, and people can't even live up to the title. They want the title, but they're never available for the title. Y'all, when we walk with him, remember, disciples drop what they did. And they followed him. So until we're willing to drop what we want, then we'll be able to take up the cross. Amen. I want to thank God for all of our high school graduates, all of our college graduates. We give God glory for them all. I don't want to miss none because if I call out names, I probably miss some and somebody get offended. So I want to thank God for all the high school graduates, all the college graduates. And don't forget, the they still graduating in elementary too. So we don't want to forget them as well because, y'all, it's been a journey. It's been a journey, but we know that God has helped them get through that journey. So we honor all the graduates, all in this house, in every house, all over the world. We give God glory for all the graduates. Amen. And. We're going to go ahead with our announcements at this time. Do we have any new announcements? Um, keep. Um